Today's reading is a message from Fritjof by Atticus, dated November 18th, 2017. This week, a friend from the temple introduced me to a name of which I was unfamiliar, Fritjof Nansen. When I looked him up, I was frankly floored that he's not a household name in the States as he is in Scandinavia. If you're unfamiliar with his incredible life, I'll get to the high point shortly, but while I was learning of Fritjof, I came across something he said once I wanted to share. I demolish my bridges behind me, then there is no choice but forward. Of course, it's not hard to see what Fritjof is trying to convey, but that message is rather at odds with the customary idiom in the words he uses, isn't it? Normally, when we talk about burning bridges, it has an inescapably negative connotation. It usually means we've irrevocably destroyed some personal or business relationship, or otherwise narrowed our options in some meaningful way. I burn my bridges with former friends and lovers by abusing or neglecting our friendships. I see people burn their bridges in my law practice every day, with partners, families, and even sometimes society itself. People have even burned bridges on the internet, including here, although I know that it's hard to believe. To grok how Fritjof turns this paradigm around, it's helpful to know at least some of the bullet points of his remarkable life. So, in roughly chronological order, Fritjof trained himself to be a world-class skier, studied zoology, traveling for months by ship to conduct studies of Arctic mammals, earned a doctorate on the basis of his novel research on the central nervous system, led unprecedented expeditions across Greenland and toward the North Pole, successfully advocated for the partition of Norway from Sweden, the joining of which had been imposed by the great powers at the time of the Napoleonic Wars became his nation's foremost international delegate while also serving as a distinguished professor of oceanography. He negotiated the end of a World War I naval blockade that was causing widespread starvation in Europe, helped recreate half a million prisoners of war, directed Red Cross relief to those afflicted by the horrors of the war and the Bolshevik Re- Revolution, and earned the Nobel Peace Prize for his pioneering work in refugee resettlement. Any one of these things could have arguably made Fridjof a national hero, but he did them all, arguably helping to save the lives of millions of people or more, after an already distinguished career of adding a wealth of scientific and geographical knowledge to humanity's doors. Even in the last decade of his life, working to ease the refugee crisis after the war had a profound effect on humanity going forward. For example, one of Fridjof's greatest accomplishments was the creation of the Nansen Passport, eventually accepted in 50 nations a solution to the problem of refugees not having travel documents, enabling them to escape devastation and famine in their homelands. That's fine and good in itself, but what if you then learn that the holders of the Nansen passport included the artist Marc Chagall, dancer Anna Pavlovia, composer Igor Stravinsky, and novelist Vladimir Nabokov. How much more impoverished would the world have been without the artistry of only those four, let alone the untowed hundreds of thousands of others? Maybe it's not easy to see how a skier becomes an advocate for refugees, and yet when I lay the high points of his life and career out like that, accounting for all the experiences in between, there's an unmistakable flow to it. The athlete becomes a scientist. That skier biologist becomes an explorer. That explorer learns enough while shipboard to teach oceanography. 
The recipient of a hero's welcome parlays his fame into helping the dispossessed and unfortunate. But that's history. The story we can construct from a bird's eye view. Fritjof couldn't have any idea at any given moment where life was going to take him next. And yet he constructed an incredible life and career, one step at a time. Never did Fritjof allow him to narrow his options. He didn't burn bridges to return to that idiom. But by the same token, never did he allow himself to rest on his past accomplishments either. That, to me, demonstrates a profound trust in the inexorable flow of the universe, but also demonstrates the difference between demolishing the path of retreat, of stagnation, and burning the bridges of opportunity still ahead. Trust in the Force, but burn the bridges only when they're behind you. And that concludes our reading today. I'd like to thank Atticus, and thank you all for listening.